Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Hey guys, today we sit down with businessman and our Italiano brother, Christian Rocky from Bondi Protein and the Edible Image. Christian talks about business, where he started as a labourer and where he is now with Bondi Protein and his other company, The Edible Image, and how one moment changed his life forever. He's one of our best mates. We chat every day and some of these stories we had no idea about and walked away feeling so inspired and proud of Christian. Enjoy, and don't forget to comment, like, subscribe. You all know what to do. Okay, today's episode, we'll be interviewing Melbourne's very own businessman, Christian Rocky. Christian is one of the smartest entrepreneurs we know, and we're pumped to have you on the podcast. Now, Christian, I've known you for some time now, and I've seen you run numerous businesses. As business owners ourselves, we're really excited to hear more about your failures, challenges, and tips. Welcome to Curious Conversations. Welcome, K-Rock. Thanks for having me, girls, and a very nice introduction. Thanks for that. Blew my head up a bit. I don't I'm, think the headphones fit my head anymore. I'm glad that passed because there was a lot we could have said. <laughs> but we're wow, being we. nice today. Wow, Tully. Welcome. We're going there, are we? No, we're not. We're getting straight to business. Straight to it. Uh, it's usually like, the way you like to do things, isn't it, Tully? Oh, this is PG rated. Snap straight away. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's all good. Like Tal said in the intro, um, Christian, you are a successful businessman and you run multiple businesses right now and have run many businesses in the past. But where did it all begin? Uh, interesting question. Um, probably began, well, I mean, when I was younger, I was um, a tradesman when I finished school. So I finished school, didn't really have too much of an idea about what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something big. So obviously... That comes with dipping your fingers into quite a you know fair amount of pies. So I started um, doing a lot of security just at night because I was always out anyway and I thought, you know, I might as well make some money out of this. <laughs> might as well make money whilst I'm being out. So I started doing security and then one day I got one of my best mates from school, Andy, I got him uh, an apprenticeship with our family builder. Um, so he started working there and they needed a hand one day and they knew that I was working night so I wasn't too busy during the day. So the, the boys called me to go give him a hand. So we negotiated on the pay and the, the terms <laughs> as always and then um, rolled in there and did that first day with the boys and they said, oh, so tomorrow you're coming back at, at 6.30? And I said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll come back. So I went back the next day and then that day finished. And by the way, this was hard like hard labor I was in runners in in the mud like lifting roof trusses onto the second story of a house like it wasn't and how old were you I I actually can't imagine Christian doing hard labor right now I'm like too much of it my nails my nails Uh, I tell you I'm not you (laughs) sorry about that Um, stripping nails over here so just back to me for a sec Um, wait how old were you when you did that uh I was 19 okay cool so I was working two jobs at the time I was doing security Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday night did you complete year 12 yes 
Okay. Didn't really try too hard. I was, but I was going to say you <laughs> Shout didn't out to have Trinity Grammar School. You didn't have any intentions of going to uni, or like you had no idea what you wanted to do. No, I, I think having that rebellious streak in me, I was kind of like school. Yeah, mate. You you drum everyone up to you got to be a lawyer, you got to be a doctor, you got to be this, you got to be that, you got to be an accountant, you got to get a really good enter score, and this and that. And there's no kind of push on what initiative looks like in that space. It's true. It's all you need a good you need a good enter score and you need to go to university and you need to do law and you need to do this and this is how you're going to be successful and I live a fucking white fence picket life and yeah. that's all I ever want to do myself and I want to work nine to five and I want to have a family and have kids and that's fine for for majority of people but just not enough for me yeah, yeah. So you're very I, similar like us in that way yeah, yeah. very. Yeah, very. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in our outfits today, yeah, Tally. We're, we're actually matching. Yeah, we actually are. Oh, no, you guys are. I'm probably more dressed like Sierra today. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I like to call the ISO bum look. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've shaved, Sarah hasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was doing the security and um, and then, you know, like day four came and the boys were like, you coming back tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then after like three weeks they were like, Mate, why don't you, you know, like get out of the night the nightclub mm. game and, and you know come and, and spend your time here, spend your days here? And I thought, hard work. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what, that's all right. Like still pretty cold at the, the boys, moment. I was, yeah. with, I was with the boys and it was good banter, you know, like had a, we had a really good boss, so we um we had a good time with that. But I didn't learn anything until yeah. like I was like nine months in because I was just basically laboring. So I was like they were trying to teach me shit and I'm like, mate, don't bother teaching me. Like I'm not going to be here yeah. for long. I don't need to know what that roof truss is there for or how you do the valley and this thing. I'm like, mate, whatever. Mm. And then I don't know, things changed and I started really enjoying it and, you know, like the sun started to come out and then I was like, this is fun. We're eating, like eating with the boys every day and a bit more routine to my life as opposed to, you know, put the hoodie on and the gloves and go work and stand on a door in the, in the Melbourne CBD flat out all night until, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. So yeah, no, I think it was um, – so I, I decided that I would, you know, give it a go with the boys and then we – that I, I just stayed there with them and we just worked during the day and then I worked on the weekends doing security and it just got to a point where I was like on a Friday morning I was getting up at 5 a.m., 4, 4.30 in the morning going and working a full day – as a basically labourer or an apprentice and then coming home, having a shower, having something to eat and probably a nap for half an hour and then going and working security for, you know, minimum 12 hours. So I was basically working, you know, 24 hours straight. Far out. That was on Friday and then Saturday I'd rest during the day and I had I had a girlfriend at the time so we'd just hang out and cook and eat and sleep and then I'd go back to work that night and I'd work from 7 p.m. until 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. Did you ever feel like, you know, when you hear people working like that, like your adrenals, like you, you eventually get adrenal fatigue. Did you ever feel like that? I'm pretty sure I've got it as we're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so you've had it from then till now. Let, like, let me assess you after yeah. this. I've, I've, um, yeah, I've had a lot of like adrenal restore supplements mm. and stuff over the years, yeah. which I think they really do help. Yeah. Um, but there's actually some in the cupboard up there if you want some time. If you're feeling a little I feel bit, fine. I'm just more worried about you. I was just looking at more of the bags under your eyes. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, um, let's, nah. let's get back to it, guys. <laughs> yeah, so um, then I think I just got to a point where I was just working. All I was ever doing was working and I was like, this is not enjoyable, but it was still okay because all, all my friends used to come mm. to the club. So I'd work with the boys during the week and then the boys would come to the club on the weekend and then I'd finish work and I'd, you know, go have a couple of beers with them mm-hmm. after because it'd be 
10 a.m. in the morning and I'd be sober walking around this nightclub and there's all these pickled individuals yeah. just sitting in a corner and I've got my my flashlight and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing, Get mate? And like the zombies sitting yeah. there like. But yeah, it was um, and then that obviously gave up the security pretty soon after that but finished my apprenticeship, you know, early, of course, because yeah. it's skill-based and my skills were you, yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty skilled. They'll be high. You would have excelled, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. thank you, Sarah. I always, <laughs> always know where to come for a boost of confidence when it comes to you. And, um, yeah, so then I finished my apprenticeship and I or I automatically knew, like Andy and I when we were doing our apprenticeships, we'd drive to work together every morning. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, three and a half years we were, you know, every morning we are like, bro, when we become builders, we're going to have offices, you know, adjacent offices and we're going to have a – a, like a combined boardroom, we're going to do projects together and this and that. So I always knew that doing my apprenticeship, I wasn't just going to be a chippy that went to, on a yeah. building site yeah. in the city and went to work from seven till three every day in my high vis and got the train home to Pakenham. Like it was never going to happen for me, which is nothing wrong with that, by the yeah. way. So no, that's cool. So you already had that your standard. Yeah. 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 So I already knew it. So the minute I finished my apprenticeship, I stuck around for a bit with my boss and then I was like, oh, look, I am. Um, kind of want to go see and, and explore some other facets of carpentry that, you know, I know other tradies from trade school and friends and stuff that I want to see what they're doing. I want to see what it's like working out there under someone else, um, but under someone else, but as a contractor. So not doing an apprenticeship or not having a, like a, I guess a boss. So I did a few jobs and I was actually, I was working on, a project at the time which was called proper protein which was my first well my second business but my first business in the in the protein game and what made you jump into protein i'll i'll get there thanks sarah for no, jumping in <laughs> thanks for jumping in on that, yeah. um so i was working on a con- on a big construction site for a bloke called john john de sanctus he was a really good bloke oh that's oh, yeah, really um, yeah danny's okay. dad we actually interviewed Lisa, so yeah. Lisa, C1 Shop's father-in-law. Yeah, yeah. So John DeSankis, great bloke. Um, John, if you're listening, I hope you're well. Yeah. Um, and I was actually on that job and we'd, we'd been talking um, with my business partner. Well, he wasn't my business partner yet, but when talking about a space in the market in the health game that hadn't yeah. yet been explored. So we wanted to do a protein powder because we, we both like training and Wanted to do a protein powder that had our spin on it and was a simplified version of everything you'd see on the shelf at the time. We mm-hmm. wanted to add electrolytes and have a really high-end product. Anyway, so it's kind of like that was kind of like just burning away in the background. I wasn't really doing anything on it until I was on that job and it was, what was it, eight years ago. I'm pretty sure it was, it was seven or eight years ago and it was the cut weekend. And it was a Tuesday of the day of the Melbourne Cup and I got a phone call that night from a friend of mine and I, I looked at my phone and her name appeared and I was like, okay, it's weird that she's calling me at, on Cup Day at, you know, 8 o'clock at night and she rang me and she was just in tears and she was like, did you hear about Locke? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, obviously you don't know. I think you should need to ring the boys. So I was like, the fuck's going on? So I rang Andy and Andy was like, yeah, he died in a car accident today. And I was like... What? Lock? Like, man, I was on the phone to him yesterday. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no way. Mm. What happened? Anyway, so I took a month off work and I kind of just was like around the boys and the family. Lock was really close with my, especially my brother and my sister Beck. And 
It was, I was honestly, I was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. You know, I couldn't go to work. I was working on a job site with these guys and it was like some of the mentality of these tradies is like, yeah, let's fucking have six jimmies after work and get in the ute and drive home and, you know, like oh, I'm pissed, I'm driving this, that and the other. And I remember the site manager rang me and he was like, oh, listen, mate, you know, I understand you got a bit going on at the moment and, you know, a bit emotional and stuff. He said, look, um, are you going to come back to work? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come back you know, like, you know, next week we'll see how I go. And he was like, yeah, cool, mate, no worries. Job's here when you need it. And I remember going back and I was on the job site and I was like, the guys were talking in the lunchroom and I was just like, what am I doing? Yes, I so yeah. much more to life like, than yeah. this. Why, why am I sitting here? Like my life could end tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. And here I am sitting here with these guys and they're these guys are just like the, the chat was nowhere. I just felt like I'm a people's person and I'm mm. sitting in a room with people. I'm an educated guy. I went to a good school, good family. Thought to myself, there's more out there for me, and this is not where my passion lies anymore. Yeah. I've kind of, if I've learned anything from what happened with Locke, it was like I need to do something that I actually love. Because if I died tomorrow, I wouldn't be fulfilled with what I've done so far. Yeah. So I decided to take the headfirst plunge into what we were doing on the side with the protein. That's amazing. That's I think cool. so many people, like I did a similar thing, like you just kind of have this idea and just kind of go for it. I think there's so many people listening now that would be, I'm fucking inspired. I haven't heard that full story before. Oh. I was going to say, like, we're pretty, by that. we're pretty close to you and I've never heard that yeah. story. Yeah. But it seems like to be a consistent theme with everyone who seems to go and really chase after their dreams. There has to be like a real turning, turning point, point and yeah. something happened in their life where they're like, no, nah, fuck this, there's more to this. Yeah. yeah. I think that's amazing. And it's such like a, a juggle too, like when you've got something that you really want to do but then you're like. It's that fear factor. You know, you're like, you're like what, 20, like mm. early 20s and you're like, I don't know anything about marketing. And honestly, the amount of people, my, all my, like majority of my best friends at the time, they were all like, what do you know about marketing? Mm. What do you know about this? What do you know about packaging? What but do you, you know about learn. this? Like, blah, That's blah. the amazing thing. Yeah, but I think nowadays that is more apparent. Like yeah, nowadays now. it's encouraged to be an entrepreneur and go and do things yeah. and, and experience. And you know what? It's encouraged now that failure is is essentially yeah. a victory mm -hmm. yeah. really because if you can take something away from failing, then really you win. You don't fail. Yeah. And I think the, the problem that most people – had back in those days because we're talking like 10 yeah. years ago was there wasn't the accessibility of things like social media like we How have old now. Were you then? I think I was 21 or yeah, 22. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, that was that took a long time from making that decision. It took it took a while for me yeah, to actually course. make the jump because I would go back to that like shit, I've got no cash flow. Yeah. yeah. All my mates like they're all doing, you know, they've finished their apprenticeships, they've got their businesses, you know, they've taken over their dad's plumbing mm -hmm. business or whatever and they're or they're on a commercial site, they're making 1500 bucks clear a week and they're, you know, buying new cars and, yeah, and you know, they're buying jet skis for the beach house and all these things and here I am sitting there like, oh, yeah, I've got an odd job for carpentry here and there or I'm doing something for a mate and I'm mm -hmm. getting, you know, 500 bucks here, there, whatever. It's like it's not really doing too much. Thank, like luckily I was still at home and my parents were just yeah. feeding me, housing me, everything. So I really I had all my tools and everything. So any money I made was virtually profit. I, I was going to say, how did this, how did proper pro protein go As it, in <laughs> was, terms of a business? Like, <laughs> well, did you have any challenges? Oh, everything was a challenge. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. So I think the biggest challenge was in that space was that we didn't have anyone that was aligned with the business that had any sort of, I guess, credibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like 
I'm picking up the phone, cold calling a gym yeah, in hard. one turner, mm. being like, mate, I know you're probably busy, you're probably not, but I've got this product that's unbelievable mm. and this is how much is over. And they're like, ah, oh, look, man, it's a bit expensive. You know, we've, we get a really good deal from, you know, Max's Protein mm-hmm. or, you know, one of these brands and I was like, no, nah, there's got to be a way for this to kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like surely we like this is a great product. All we need to do is get in front of the right people. Yeah. yeah. And then it was – so then we kind of changed the scope on how that worked. I started – I was sitting there one day and I was reading a menu in a cafe and I was like, I've just been to the gym but, you know, the only thing that I can really have here that's high in protein that I actually want right now and he's got, you know, vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, etc. is eggs. Yeah, which is boring. And I yeah, was like, fair. you know, I ate – 12, I had a dozen boiled eggs a day. Like it's, I don't really want to go out yeah. for eggs anymore. Like I've just done an apprenticeship done. where all I ate was eggs, mm. chicken, turkey, broccoli, sweet potato, oh, and vomit. Mints. <laughs> vomit. And, and a little bit of fish. But, you know, so I was like there's maybe this is the space. And I remember I was sitting in Pillar of Salt one day with, and I just met Costa. He just bought Pillar of Salt. And I said to him, he, he goes, oh, mate, I see you in here every day. What do you do with yourself? I said, mate. I actually own a protein powder company. And he was like, protein powder? Protein powder? <laughs> protein powder. Protein powder. <laughs> he was like, what is it? I said, oh, it's proper protein powder. I said, listen, let me go to my car and get you something. Yeah. So we had, you know, obviously going back to where you said something before about um, strengths and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uphill battles and that kind of stuff. We thought our aesthetic needed to be completely different from everyone else's, which would be our point of difference in the market. So we went and had this tool made for a blow mold in China. So the tub actually was almost shaped like a kettlebell, like it had oh, a handle yeah, cool. in it. It was yeah. really cool. So we did that and we spent all this money on it, which we probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, um, but you learn. It's fine. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in hindsight we learned that we probably spent a bit of money there that we didn't need to, yeah. but also it did make us look different. Yeah. You know, and, and our packaging didn't have all of the super scientific words that you'd read on the side and be like, Which is confusing, what especially is for a girl. Like 100%. protein one is scary as yeah, fuck. Because everyone two, thinks you're going to get bulky. Exactly. And, and two, like all those words, like we've been taught, like the more words there are, the more long the words are, you're like, it's a no-go zone. Yeah, so it's kind the of numbers. Read, you're reading, numbers involved. You're reading the label and you're like, um, I'm hey, going to get fat. <laughs> what, is, what does this mean? Yeah, exactly. You know, um, so we kind of wanted to take that and do something different with it. So we did. Anyway, I was I was said to Costa, I was like, oh, let me go to my car. I'll get you a couple of samples and bring it up. He goes, no, 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 I don't want samples. He goes, just give me, give like, how, how do you do this? Mm. And I kind of like paused and I looked at him and I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, well, basically it's a. Um, mm, uh, Fake it until you make it. 100%. That's my biggest lesson yeah. 100%. in business. I looked always. at him and I was like. Oh, it's a six kilo minimum purchase, so it's a box. I was like, this is what it comes in, my way. And he was like, sweet, no worries. You want cash or you want invoices? Love no. that. And I was like, cash. Cash. <laughs> cash I, re- I felt really Italian at that time. <laughs> um, anyway, so basically I went in there and I said, listen, I have got a bunch of recipes that I think would work really well in the cafe and this is what I'll do for you and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, sounds good. This is my manager, Adam. Adam, go in the kitchen with what's your name again? And I was hmm. like, Kick. And he was like, go in the kitchen with Kick, bang, get it done, blah, blah, blah. Make sure they're on the next menu print, which goes live next Love week. That. And we'll put it on the menu right. So Costa really kind of helped me out at that start point. Yeah. Huh, good pun there. <laughs> um, so then that kind of trickled on. I mean, Pillar of Salt, 
is an institution in mm-hmm. Melbourne. So it when is. people see things on the menu, and Costa printed the brand name on the menu and everything, and it was on display in the yeah. store and everything. And so that kind of like inspired me to to go to more cafes and do work with them. And there was heaps of things in there that we did. You know, there was I remember there was a, a frozen yogurt chain that we started doing. The we started supplying them with a, a non flavored protein, and we were doing you know protein frozen yogurts and this that and the other. And that was available through like one of the pulley machines in the shop. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, there's a fair. Where was there. that? It was on Chapel Street. Huh. When you started, you know how like, because I remember when like I first met you, you just bought out proper protein. Were smoothies big then? Remember there was like a time when smoothies were massive and like No, nah, this was kind of before that. So you got it before. So okay. this was kind of like the time where if you wanted a smoothie and you're on Chapel Street, the only thing that was available was, was that fruit shop oh, underneath yeah. oh, Revolver. No. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there was back. So it was really interesting to go there on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning to get a smoothie in the morning. If you're from Melbourne, that is you'll know Revolver very well. So you completely changed your brand strategy from like doing your gym cult call kind of thing to more of a wholesale like cafe. Yes. Yes and no. We still had we had about sixty cafes in Melbourne that were using the product in their cafes, and then we had. We still had our gyms and we had a lot of PTs that would buy wholesale from us and then retail it to their clients, which was good because we used to just give everything to everyone on consignment and yeah, go, yeah. when you sell it, just hit me up. And then, you know, so you'd put out all this stock and you'd have no money. You'd be yeah. sitting there going, oh, like, yeah. sitting in my office at mum and dad's house being like, um, when's the next cash flow going to come in? So how how uh, does this work? I don't know. I ring my dad and I'd be like, dad. <laughs> How does this work? And you'd yeah. be like, fuck, my son's up on <laughs> I love you, Dad. Um, but, yeah, so that, I mean, that kind of transcribed into new products and new things we were doing and a new way of looking at things. And then mm-hmm. I remember I had I had a few friends that would come and, and work for us, you know, and do the social media and do these things. And, and one of them who's still a really good mate of mine right now, Francoise, or I call him Muffy because I've known her since we were 12, she basically used to get a digital camera or like a, a, a an amateur SLR and we'd grab the product and we'd go and like do like little product shoots in my backyard with like a sachet of protein and and then we'd have like cinnamon sticks and all these things and we'd do the, we'd like buy protein balls from somewhere yeah. Put them in the shoot and like pretend they were out yeah. and then write a fake recipe that went with it. Don't believe anything you see on Instagram. Um, all the ones we do now, for the record, I actually do in my own kitchen or yeah. with someone. Okay, so they so are legit. I'm so skipping from there, you say you do them now, but you obviously um, have Bondi protein, which we want to get to. So you had proper protein. How did that end and how did you get into Bondi protein? So... Basically what happened with Proper was I had um, a couple of business partners and things just weren't – it kind of got to that point where it was like that turning point in the road where you're like, all right, look, I can either keep doing this when I'm like – I can't remember, I was like 26 or mm-hmm. something at this stage, 27, and I was like, I can keep doing this while all my mates have all bought houses, everyone's, you know, people are getting engaged, people mm-hmm. having kids and like the people have moved overseas and everyone's like – really excelling in their life. Do I do I want to keep doing this with my business partner who I'm not getting along with? Mm-hmm. Or do like I know that I'm going to be fine. Now I've got by this stage I've got a photography business. Mm-hmm. I'm still a I'm still a registered and qualified carpenter. 
I've, you know, I, I've got things I can fall back on that I'll be okay with. I've got a good enough network from my friends, from school, from everything out of school. I'll be okay, whatever mm-hmm. I do. So I decided, I was like, you know what? I'm out of here. Uh, like this is, this is not the Working. the business mm-hmm. scenario that I want to be in and it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Mm-hmm. So I had to, and I loved that business. I loved it. So I was like, you know what? That's it. This, this business is done. So we just basically split everything that we had left and then I just re-bagged it and re-labeled it mm-hmm. from some contract packers. They just repacked it for me and I put a different sticker on it and I just sold that now basically what was now my own cafe. Right. Wow. <laughs> was it named Bondi Protein then? No, it wasn't. So that was I, I couldn't think of a I, – I mean, I didn't want to think of a business name for it because I didn't want to put anything in because I was like, I don't need to. So I literally – I mean, what I was effectively doing was white labeling yeah. something. Yeah. So I called, just called it – I just made these stickers that said white label protein. And, and I just, smart. Like you're not going to waste product no like way. that. You still want to no, cover I, your costs. I, yeah, I mean, I, ha- I probably had like you know at least half a ton yeah. well, sitting there and I was like, okay, well, I'm not just going to throw this yeah. out. So you say that you had – so we're skipping a little bit. You say you have a cafe. So you in this time as well, you've opened a cafe in Melbourne. Yeah, so I started doing the renovation mm-hmm. on this cafe because obviously left left proper. So we started doing the renovation on what is now fourth chapter. Which is, in, again, an institution like cafe in Melbourne, you would say. A hundred percent. Like if you come to Melbourne, you know fourth chapter. Actually, yes. I remember when it first opened and we went down there, Tal. They do sweet, those sweet potato fries. I think Christian might even gave us a free meal. No, it was my birthday. There you go. I probably gave you a free muffin or smoothie or something. (laughs) I think you did, but it was my birthday. With a little wink on the side. Yeah. So you've opened fourth chapter. Yeah. So I was doing the renovation there, and then we just decided. I like got got part way through the renovation, and I was like, you know what? I want to be a part of this. Did you have Bondi then, or no? No. Okay. Um. So I was completely out of the protein game and, and I think I'm buying protein from somewhere. I'm probably from like Paran Health or something to put in our smoothies at yeah. fourth. But like this was by the time I'd sold all the stock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took a while for us to obviously get through it. And then I remember one day it was like it was a it was like a Wednesday. And you girls would remember what that place used to be like. Like pumping. Fourth chapter was like an it was like a bar, you know, we were dancing behind the till, we were making yeah. the coffees, polishing the cups and the cutlery, like it was a vibe. Yeah. So it was middle of brunch service, as you know, in Melbourne is probably like the Hectic. busiest meal of the day. Yep. So we've got an hour wait out the front. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. <laughs> Gee. People trying to get in, people want to come, this, that, and the other. So my phone was on the bench underneath the POS system and I, I'd already had a couple of dealings with Chemist Warehouse for other mm-hmm. other businesses that weren't mine. So I had the buyer's contact saved in my phone. Anyway, my phone rang and it was Gaylene, the the slimming the slimming buyer for Chemist Warehouse, and I was like, "Man, why is Gaylene ringing me? This is probably a pocket dial." And I said to David, a mate of mine, he was he was working next to me. He was on the coffee machine, I was on the till, and I said, "David, can you just mind the till for a second? I got to take this." And he was like, "He's presuming. He's like, kick man. He's like, you can't leave me here, man. Like, what are you doing?" And I was like, "I'll be back in a sec." And I went outside and I answered the phone to Gaylene and I said, "Gaylene, how are you going?" This is an accidental call. She goes, hey, how are you going? I said, I'm good, thanks. She goes, listen, I won't waste any of your time. What are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm uh, just working. What are you doing? <laughs> she said, uh, yeah, cool. You've got a meeting with all of the guys at 10 a.m. in Mario's office. I was like, have you called the right Christian? P.S. Who's Mario? 
Mario Verrocchi. The okay. chemist warehouse, chemist if yeah. anyone doesn't know, he yeah. owns chemist warehouse. Yeah, he's, he's the big, big shot. Big dog. <laughs> yeah. So they're the they're the big the big players out so there. So that call is something that I'm glad you took. So I was shook. Yeah. And and I remember I said to her, I was like, well, she went to hang up on me. I said, Gaylene, I said, you can't ring me and tell <laughs> yeah. me that and not tell me what is going on. She goes, look, they just want to meet with you. They want to talk about something with you. And I was like, talk about what? Am I in trouble? I felt like I was in school again and yeah. I was like going to the principal and I was like, this is bullshit because I've got no prep into what is going on here. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. It was like what I said to you before this. I was like, send me the questions. Yeah. I want to know <laughs> what's going very, on. I was like, geez, drama queen, but I get it. You I wonder be- where I get that from. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she said, look, they want you to do something for like for Chemist Warehouse exclusive and blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right, no worries. So I literally, I, I rang my mom straight away and I was like, mom, Chemist Warehouse want to meet with me tomorrow. And she was like. Did you know it was about protein? No. Well, they kind of gave me a little – she gave me a little bit more behind it than that, yeah. but, you know. And then I rang mum and I was like, mum, medium chemist warehouse tomorrow. And she was like, why? They want to buy the cafe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, maybe they want to open a chemist warehouse cafe. Oh, that would be delicious actually. Yeah, it would be bloody amazing. Um, but no, so, you know, I got home that day and I was like, shit, what am I going to wear tomorrow? <laughs> this is big. Like I need to look good. Yeah. I need to look like I'm, I'm like – I don't, no even, I don't know what I need to look like because I don't know what I'm going in uh-huh. for really. I kind of know. I've got a little idea. Anyway, so I walked in and it was all smiles and we all met and we all chatted and this, that and the other. And I walked out of that meeting and I was like. What just happened? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? Mm. How, like what a turn of events. Like mm. I'm out of that game. Now I'm in the cafe game. I've just been to LA. I've been like researching of where else we're going to open in the world. We're going to do one in Bondi, one in LA. We're going to do all these different things. And you're still shooting at that point? I'm still shooting. Okay. Still shooting. I still have a little bit of stock left of White Label, which I was just literally running through the cafe. And then I've got fourth chapter, the edible image. I was going to say, was edible image yeah. around then? Yeah, it really it really kind of grew when I opened fourth because I yeah. shot every day. So mm. I started to like really get my head around the on button on the so camera. So for everyone that doesn't know, edible image is an Instagram account as well of – your yeah. food photography, yeah. which you're amazing at. And Thanks, you did have the cafe, so that was your little step up. Yeah, so I kind of like gave myself a little elevation yeah. there. Anyway, so then um, about the, I walked out of that meeting at Chemist Warehouse and they basically said to me like, let's get a um, let's get some proposal docs together. Show us what your vision of this would look like. So I instantly rang um, one of my mates from school, one of my best mates from school actually, and I rang him. I said, mate. Look, I need you to do something for me. He has a he had a creative agency. I said, I need you to do something for me. He goes, Yeah, no worries. I said, but here's the kicker. He goes, What? I said, I can't pay you yet. <laughs> he goes, What? I said, listen, all I need you to do is put together a brand book for me of a vision of what something's gonna look like. And I need it. Like, I kind of need it now. And he was like, mate, are you are you kidding me? Chris is busy. Like he can't. I said, Whoa! <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. It goes clunk clunk. I don't know what that was. Yeah. It's usually oh. me that makes that noise. It wasn't <laughs> me today. <laughs> Not saying anything. <laughs> um. Anyway, so he was like, oh, "Can can you come see us?" I said, "Yeah, sure, no worries." So I went down and saw him at his studio, and I said, "Listen, this is not like." This is not a joke. Like this is this is proper mm. and not proper protein. Like this is <laughs> this is legit. Like this is this is make or break. This is what I'm. This is what I want to do. This is where I want to be. And and I need you just to chop me out here. It's probably take you design a three minutes to do it anyway. Like yeah. come on, man. Let's be honest. 
He's a pro. That's Did you give him any do. names or anything or you just gave him the creative? No, so I kind of said to him, this is what I want it to look like. This is the aesthetics of the brand. This is kind of like what I'm thinking for the ethos behind it, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm thinking like pastels and colours and, and yeah. you know, like pretty and cute and, and girly and, and blah, blah. I said my, my female, like my target audience is female. Anyway, so 72 hours later, we'd gone back and forth with the designers and I had – a brand book together. Wow. So I went down to Officeworks, printed 10, coffee, 10 copies, <laughs> printed 10 copies, called Galena, said, I'm ready for another meeting. She was like, wow, that's quick. I said, cool, I'm ready now, mm. by the way, like now. Like Don't I'm, muck around, do you? I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Basically, yes. I'm basically in your office. <laughs> anyway, sat down, had it, bang. They loved the concept. They loved what we were thinking. They loved what we wanted to do or what I wanted to do. And then it, now it was a matter of, like really bringing it to life. So like how are we going to do this? How Like how does it work? How does it look? Blah, blah, blah. So it just kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with them about, you know, I learned so so much. Like there was so much that I thought that I knew that I didn't know and it was, you know, working out what the, the height of the shelf was and the width of the bay and working out how you could get the tubs to fit in there and, wow. and all these different things. And then we faced issues with the manufacturing like, Bulk density when creating protein powder is very fluffy, yeah. very, very fluffy. So you need a 3.7 litre capacity jar for one kilo of protein. But what that looks like is if you look at what my tub size is now, it's actually double the size in height. What? Because that's when it comes out of the machine, it's so fluffy. So we were faced with these issues of we need this product for this price in that size this is how much it has to look like. This yeah. is how much it has to cost and that's what it has to look like. And here's me being like, man. you just got to make it work. Like how? Anyway, so it started like we would sit, I would sit around the table with my, my dad, who's probably one of the smartest men that I know, mm. my, my dad, Johnny. And I'd talk to him about it and we'd sit there and we'd chat and mum and mum's super intelligent with this stuff too and I'd bring my uncle and, you know, we'd just chat and I'd talk to friends and, trying to work out how we're going to piece this together. Like how are we going to make this work? How can I get that much of that compacted into that when I don't understand anything about the way it comes out of the silo into this, into the run and blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but, you know, there's got to be a way. Was there any point that you were like, I don't think I can do this? Absolutely not. Yeah, really? That's, that's I love cool. that. Yeah. Because I'd been through every process before. Yeah. So I'd been through... Man, we were making like a jig in the first office that we ever had for proper protein. We were making a jig out of timber and a and a drawer from a desk that would fit the tub in it. And to save money, I would buy the tubs that weren't labelled and I would hand label them myself. Yeah, like, there's always a way. There's yeah. always a way. Always. And and I you, that. that's you. You have to like when there when there is a will, there is a way. Yeah, when always. you find that way, that is such an amazing feeling because you're like, whoa, we actually worked out how to do this. The unconventional way, yep. not what everyone else does. We've done it our way. And so we ended up getting a conveyor belt that had a vibrator in it so that, that would vibrate the tubs oh. while they sat on there. So when the when the protein came from the silo and was dropped into the tub, the tub was vibrating. So it automatically shook out. That is really clever. The, the air, it shook the out all of the air. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. came out actually as soon as it landed, it was thicker. And we actually have managed to get it down to a zero wastage. Wow. Whose idea was the vibrate? 
on the conveyor belt. Don't was look it yours? at me like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I actually want to know whose idea was it. Was uh, that- it was a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That's smart. Yeah, so, so that worked, and that's how Bondi was born through Chemist Warehouse. Like, yeah, so Bondi has been created exclusively for Chemist Warehouse. And now are you the largest protein or one of the largest proteins in Australia? In Australia? Well, I mean, we're the category leaders in Chemist Warehouse wow. in the slimming pro. We, we actually started a new category within yep. pharmacy, which was yeah. slimming proteins. And then now we are the category leader in Australia. Which chocolate is my fa- all-time oh, yeah. favourite. Now, why did you choose such an iconic Australian name like Bondi? Was there a strategy behind that? Well, you kind of just hit it on the head. Like yeah. it's iconic. Yeah. It's, it's our most photographed beach. Everyone in the world knows Bondi Protein as uh, – knows the – sorry, everyone in the world knows Bondi Beach. Yeah. And everyone around the world knows that Bondi Beach is, you know – health, yep. fitness, and lifestyle. And that's basically our ethos behind Bondi Protein. Yep. How many products did you start with when you first launched with Chemist Warehouse? So one product, four SKUs, okay. which was the Slim at Women's range. Yeah. Yep. So the one kilo jars were our first and product. When you decide to expand, especially like you've just brought out a new category, which is the protein bars, which yep. are delicious. I know Tal goes through the peanut butter ones like there's no I actually tomorrow. like chocolate now. Oh. I told you the other day I love peanut butter, but I'm on chocolate now. You should mix them together. Ooh. Oh, yeah, nice. If you, put them on, if you put them on top of each other and like twist them together. Oh, no, don't tell me that. Like, <laughs> don't tell me that. Should we try one now? <laughs> Post um, podcast. But from product idea to shelf, what's the like the process and time frame you're looking at? Well, it kind of varies. I mean, obviously things are a lot more streamlined now. I mean, the just going back for two seconds, the, from delivering that brand book mm-hmm. was three three days basically to get them that. And then after that it was three months until my product was on the shelf in That's Chemist quick. Warehouse. Really? Yeah. That's super quick. But I was on a mission. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I wanted it on the shelf before the summer. And what year was that? Like how old is it now? Well, we're in our fourth year. Wow, so it's still like a baby. Still a baby. That's huge. So, you know, into our fourth year now and it's, you know, moving quite well. You know, I'm pretty happy with the way things are going and, you know, the sales are, you know, versus the percentage from last year and the year before, it's on the increase, which is good. So that's, I think, you know, very important with business. This is, you know, stagnant. But it, it is all about staying ahead you know we've built the foundation now with our with our baseline products which is our men's vegan women's and now we've got the collagen yeah and we're starting to do things outside of that that uh life like it's still in the lifestyle sector but it's more specialized okay so like things like collagen you know like Mm -hmm. collagen a lot of people in Australia aren't yet on the collagen no. trend. It's but very like LA and like a very American. Like very, lot, yeah. you know, so it, it's an essential really. Yeah. If testing, if the testing process wasn't so long or difficult, because we've seen you many times like testing bars, like the protein bars, we were even testing a few of them as well. If you could. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, they were, like, yeah, they were good. <laughs> um, what would be like your dream flavor if you, that hasn't because I know there's probably a lot of flavors that are quite difficult to develop. But what would like your dream flavor be? Well, like I mean, being Italian, yeah. And like I'm a- surrounded by two Italians here. <laughs> Save me! All we do yeah. is talk about food yeah, in front literally. of Tully, and 
like she just doesn't shredding. get it. She just she just doesn't <laughs> understand it. That there's no such thing as too much cheese. Um, I would love to experiment with a, like a tiramisu. Oh bar. yeah, interesting. Or like a tiramisu fudge, like slab. My mm-hmm. eyes cool. have just gone real big. Can you wipe the drool off? <laughs> but I would love to do. I mean, you know, you look at these brands like Smiths and similar brands and, you know, like even shapes that do do crazy. these crazy shapes, you yeah. know. I, I mean, I would love to do like a margarita pizza flavoured protein shape. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I would have that, but that for you guys might sound but, like I mean, I'm not a massive think about it. It would be nice. It would be different. It'd be a Blend up a pizza first and then eat it yeah. and drink I've, it and then. I've actually got one in the fridge. We can try after this. <laughs> I'm up for anything. You know that. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> Sarah, but going back to Bondi, so you had a business, you've had business partners previously and now you're on working by yourself yep. and the growth of Bondi is huge. How are you doing it all and running Edible Image and? Um, a lot of coffee. <laughs> Um, everyone's everyone now is on like I mean they have been for quite some time. Well, I mean for how long I've been exposed to it, but everyone is everyone talks about meditation, and I know Tully and I talk about this a fair bit because meditation looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So meditation for me is I walk have to walk every day. Tully thinks I'm a psychopath. I think he's psycho, but I said to you the other day, I'm like, that's actually your meditation. Like Christian can't sit still and meditate, whereas I can, but your meditation is walking. Yeah, That's what I was actually going to ask you what like you're in the health and wellness game, what some like rituals, wellness rituals you do and walking would be one. Walking is up there with one of the most important parts of my day. I don't know how you have time to walk so much. I'll call him, he's like, I've just walked 10 kilometres. I'm like, 10 kilometres for me would take five hours. Yeah. For you, you get it done in the morning, which I work out in the morning and get it done, but you've already done 10 kilometres. I'm like, fucking crazy. I know, but I I think for me it's like there's so much that I need to do in a day. So those those choices, they're, they're mine the, the, that choice of going for a walk for 10Ks or getting up and training yeah. and then walking in the afternoon. You have to do both every day. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm hitting the gym at least five times a week and I walk at least every day. And the the walking is, as I said, is my meditation. But if, I'm, if I've got a meeting at 8 o'clock, mm. I'm already thinking about that meeting the night before I go to bed. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm Which already prepped prep for yeah. it. I'm ready. You know what it's like. Yeah. I'm, I'm prepping for it. I'm making sure I'm ready. Just like how I was making sure I was ready for the yeah. podcast with the questions. <laughs> so if I know I've got to be somewhere at 8 a.m., I know I'm getting up at – if I want to go for 10Ks, you know, and say it's going to take me two hours mm-hmm. and I've, I've got to be at a meeting at 8, I'm getting up at 5.30 to get that walk yep. in because that's that's a choice that I have to do for me mm-hmm. and no one else is going to do it for me. I can't, I can't ring someone and, and palm that job off and say, hey, can you go and do this? I need it done now. Or yep. can someone do this for me? Um, you know, even the little things like the shopping, for example, I can't just I palms that off. Yeah. I can palm that off to someone, but I can't palm off my exercise, which yeah. is really important to me and my and my mental clarity. Yeah. Where do you see the health and wellness industry going? Like you're obviously in it and you're talking about collagen and stuff like that, but where do you see Bondi Protein going in the next like five years? Do you see you guys going offshore or like? Where, well, I mean, we already are in a way offshore we're in you know australia new zealand and china um 
I don't know if I should mention that on here right now. <laughs> but there, we are expanding to Europe this year. Yeah. That's still going to go ahead. Even We're, with like the current circumstances. Yeah, even, even if it is a little bit delayed. I mean, we are classified in the essentials. Okay. Uh, like bracket, I yeah. guess you'd call it. So we're still... We're still going to move forward with our expansion over to Europe this year and then we're going to feed that, get that to grow as big as we can. Mm -hmm. New Zealand is absolutely killing it. Yeah. Um, they're doing really well with their sales over there for Bondi. So we're just going to keep going with Europe and Australia and New Zealand and China and keep building them. And then after that, I mean, hopefully my one dream that I definitely have with this business is to start selling it in America. Yeah. Hopefully by then we're allowed to leave Australia <laughs> because we're currently not allowed to leave. I, I actually have a question with the are – you, are you solely exclusive with Chemist Warehouse? Yes. So okay. Chemist Warehouse are in China, New Zealand, and soon in Europe then. Yeah. How how does it go if Chemist Warehouse want to bring on another protein company? Look, I think – I mean, you girls understand this, if not more than anyone, that people – I think when you look at – competition if you get threatened by it it's because you don't stand behind your own business yeah. and your own product whereas i know that you know bring another brand in mm. because all you're doing is driving more category more people and more traffic into that category yeah it's true so i'm, I'm i don't get afraid of competitors i think that's a good that's a good quality to have as yeah. a business owner, 100%. I got like, and we talk about this all the time, but one thing that I've learned is do not compare your business with other businesses you and can't. don't focus on what they're doing because you, you get then get stuck and then you fall back. And it's yeah. really important to just stay in your own lane and do what you do because you do it well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But then also take over everyone else's That's lane. That's true. So that yeah. <laughs> that is very true. This is my freeway. And you are such a businessman and some of my best business chats have been with you. Do okay. you do you see yourself going in, going into any other cat like where do you see yourself and business in the future? I'm I live and breathe Bondi protein. Yep. That is literally like probably gonna be my next tattoo. And that's honest. why you're so successful, I think. I I mean I've been moving a lot away from edible image as of late, um, you know, in the last probably nine, nine, nine to 12 months, I've been directing my attention more to what I, what I want to be mm -hmm. doing, which is Bondi. Bondi is like, I, if you look around the house, there's Bondi protein stuff everywhere because I, I love it. There's bars next to my bed. There's bars in front of us now. There's shakers around. There's, there's tubs in the kitchen. I've Get got it. a drink bottle <laughs> next to right me. There, the baby blue. Yeah. But, you know, so, so creating the content for that is is a big highlight of the business for me. I it just feel like fills really you up. I really love it, you know, and I've got I've got my photography studio set up at home where I get in the kitchen and I make some recipes and I style it up and I put it down and I set up the lighting and I shoot it and I mm. upload the recipe straight to the website and we send it, send it out to people and I, I love creating that content side for my business and I think that's somewhere that it, one element of our business, of my business is that that, <laughs> accessibility to be able to the accessibility to have a photographer <laughs> sorry no I, sorry keep going what did you, you, you what kicked did... my leg and i thought it was like an animal or something so i jumped <laughs> he's just playing footsie i just got oh, sorry i just got the giggles keep going what i literally thought it was an animal under there what animal your foot <laughs> <laughs> sorry keep going keep going keep going um 
kind of lost my train of thought there. But I mean, being a I mean, being a photographer and and definitely in the food game, which is somewhere that Bondi Protein really leads. It, like mm. we really lead ourselves in towards food and and people creating in their kitchen. So, being a photographer to be able to shoot the talent in the street, the behind the scenes of the TV commercial, you know, shoot the social influencers, shoot the food, do all these different things is a facet of my business that not other people have because yeah. they can't do that. So you every are time, so lucky in that regard. Yeah, I kind of planned that one. <laughs> so you know, it, well, I, I, effectively that's how I got into photography. Yeah, I, through Bondi, like you no, creating so, content? Well, when I, when I, what I was doing is I decided that a good way to get the cafes to buy more proper protein was to tell them that I would take photos of my smoothies and protein balls, acai balls, et cetera, incorporated in with their menu. I think I'd picked up a camera maybe two or three times in my life and I was making wow. those promises. I had no idea how to use it. Yeah, I love I, that. You just make it happen. See, I'm I, like that. I'm like, like I said before, fake it and do make it. I say yes to everything and then after I'm like, I say to Sarah, I'm like, I don't know if we can do that, but we'll just find a way. <laughs> I know because I hear about all the dates. Yeah. So I talk like in business. There's so many times where I've said yes to China or orders and yeah. I'm like, I don't know if we can do that. And, and I, I literally rang my sister and I was like, Hey, um, my sister's a wedding photographer. Who also is amazing. Very well-known wedding photographer. Yeah. She's a she's unbelievable at her job. I think you should give her a plug. Beck Rocky Photography. Yeah. There you go. Unbelievable. Yeah, she's amazing. Now, I rang Beck and I was like, I'm standing in Ted's uh, at Doncaster <laughs> Shopping Centre. I'm buying a camera. And she was like, what are you buying a camera for? And I was like, I need to start creating content for the brand. And she was like, um, cool, get this. And I was like, that's $5,000. I'm not buying that. I don't have any money like that. I've got a little bit of cash here saved up from a cash job as a chippy. Like I'm, I can't do that. Anyway, bought a camera, had um, Nick Nick Davidson actually gave yeah. me a lesson in just basics. Very, very basic. I think he t- actually taught me how to turn it on. <laughs> um, Skills. Cut, no, Nick, Nick was really good. He, he showed me a few things that really helped me get started. Yeah. And then Higgsy was there for one of the like I went down to have a coffee with him one day at Chapel Street and yeah. Higgsy was there and I was like, well, fuck Higgsy, he, like, he's a freak photographer. Um, anyway, so it was it was really good. So then I just started. I literally said to them, I was like, I'll incorporate my product into your menu, do the photos, mm-hmm. and, and they were like, oh, that sounds great. And I was like, the kicker is, is that for that service you have to buy twelve kilos, and they were like, oh, it seems like a bit, and I'm like, yeah, but the content. That's true. And we had like we had like seventeen thousand followers on Instagram at this stage, and this was like before people were on Instagram. Yeah. we were like we were big dogs. And food back mm. then was like Instagram heavy. Like I mean, that was the now. purpose. Of yeah, like, Instagram. Right? I would go on Instagram, yeah. check like fourth chapter, like the location to see what I would eat before I'd even got there. Yeah. So and that's kind of I still kind of do that. Actually. <laughs> Are you kidding? I've like yeah. literally like if we're ever allowed to go out for dinner again before oh. this, it's like I've researched the entire menu before we go. <laughs> I could literally get there and sit down and order before yeah. you sit down. Yeah, skills. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of how the photography started. So then I just kind of taught myself, and then you know over the years, like just learning about you know different lenses and different styles of photography and 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 just playing around. That's mm-hmm. What as I always say to you, Sarah, like you want to get better, you got to have your camera on your shoulder, on your hip at all times. Yeah, like just have it there. Practice, 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 practice. Because you're never going to get any fucking better unless you keep yeah. practicing. It's true. So you are such a foodie. 
What if you could have last? And we love asking this question. But if you could have one last meal, what would it be? Okay, so I love playing this game with people. We, we do all, too. This is why we have. We, to I think it we in. always I, play this game. I don't know if you guys remember, but we were in LA a couple of years ago, and yeah. we were driving back from shooting yes. for Tally Lou. Yeah, we play this game all the time. And, and we were driving back from Venice, Santa Monica, and we, we were stuck in traffic for like ten hours. <laughs> yes. Well, no, we left at like six pm yeah, on a Friday was, night. Guys. I would like to call that our bonding time. That's when we really, really yeah. all connected. Yeah, we did. Well, was I that knew trip. you before, but yeah. Seth, is that the yeah. first time I met you, Seth? Yeah, I think so. You guys met in Sydney once, I remember. When oh we yeah, we do. On, on, uh, when we went for a walk, but it was literally like, "Hi, how are you? Where are you for fashion week? Okay, bye." I remember. And I was like, Tally, she's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I remember playing this game. So I have a question for you in relation to your question. Is it a meal or is it a spread? A let's sp- go a spread. spread. I think the more like, detail, the better. Let's go entree, main, and dessert. But you can have a th- few side plates thrown in there. Oh, that doesn't really make sense. No, let's no. just go entree, main, dessert. Okay, well, I think it's pretty obvious that my entree is going to be a margarita pizza. Okay. Or. It's a big entree, but. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a spread. <laughs> it is a spread, yeah. This is my, it's your la- last, this is my last meal. This is my last meal. Yeah, I'm okay. death row. Like, yeah. I'm going to die. I might as well be full. Let's add a cocktail as well. Ooh, cocktail. Oh. Okay. I already know mine, but you can go. It's not about you. That's <laughs> 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 true. I've just already picked mine out of my head. Um, okay, so. The. I'm actually surprised with the margarita pizza by you. Well, I mean, I love margarita pizza, but then also I thought it would like have a been fun- mushroom. Like, yeah, yeah, that like mushroom a, one. A fungi, fungi pizza with truffle yep. from Rita's in Abbotsford would definitely be up there. Yeah. Maybe half and half. Nah, if you're going, you got to commit. Okay. Know, this is all about commitment. That's an Aussie answer, by the way. <laughs> True. Half and half. Yeah. I looked at <laughs> Can you. I have half a half Hawaiian, <laughs> half Aussie. I only want half the fried egg on top, mate. Can I have some barbecue sauce <laughs> on that, please? Can I have a barbecue chicken pizza? Like, what even? Yeah. Calm down. Go hey, on. that's actually nice. Go home, Tully. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Food. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to fungi and truffle pizza. So you changed it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fungi and truffle pizza. Locked in. A, a pesto gnocchi. For Maine? Mm. For Maine. Interesting. And a tiramisu for dessert. Yeah. What was your cocktail? Ah, that's a pretty hard one. You can, can't do half and half with a cocktail. It has to oh, be one. can't be done. I don't know what's going to taste It's true. Um, I don't even know what you really drink. Well, like I don't really, I don't really drink. But when I, like, <laughs> when I'm in Italy, what are you coughing? <laughs> I mean, when I was in Italy last time. Um, I was sick of drinking Aperol spritzes, so we started drinking limoncello spritz. Oh, yum. And that, for me, is all time. Okay, so that's your summer go-to. Yeah. I think I think, I think, think that would be it. Yeah. Uh, anything with amaretto. Like, yeah, amaretto sour is, is yeah, like, oh, thanks for yeah. coming. I thought you'd be like a Negroni or something. They're a bit strong for me. I love a Negroni. Really? Mm. Sarah, what would yours be? Amaretto sour. Yeah, you know, amaretto yeah. sour is a pretty old time. Yeah, they I don't are know good. if you'll be invited to this last meal though, Tom. No, I like amaretto sour. No, I'm I just the pasta, the tiramisu. Like, I, I actually don't like, like tiramisu, but I have everything else. <laughs> I can tell because you can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> yeah, well, I told you I'm a fucking Australian. There's no e in there. I like the tiramisu, please. <laughs> I told waiter. you I'm Australian. I'll have a Pavi Pavlova. You'll have a Palmer and a Pav and a Pop. Well, no. I, for one, cannot wait for life to go back to normal. Let's go out, have a, a meal at Miss Frankie's or something. And just hang out. Exactly. Um, 
I'm super proud of what you've created and what you're creating and where you're going in the future. I can't wait to see where Bondi Protein goes. I'm actually really, like, not that I wasn't inspired by you, but I'm, like, even more inspired by your story. I know. I thought we were, like, your best friends and we knew everything and I learned a lot from that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really, I mean, this is kind of probably the first time I've gone and told Mm. that to people that I don't know. Okay. But obviously the, list, the people listening to this yeah, probably going to know a few of you and to all my friends that are listening, thank you and hello, hi. And make sure you pass on the um, link so we can get some more listens. Yeah. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. Um, But, you know, so it's obviously something that's pretty personal yeah. for me and it's not really something that I go around telling people because it's I don't, I don't need to tell anyone. Well, I think you should. I think there's going to be a lot of people that listen that are wanting to start a business. And like I said, I think they'll feel very inspired by your story. Well, I'm happy to help anyone. That yes. Wants to chat. Well, thank you so much for, um, I was going to say, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> I was going to say you're welcome. <laughs> no, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it was been great. I really liked it. Good. I'm glad. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Girls. Bye fam. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.